We are Roche, the world leader in in vitro diagnostics and tissue-based cancer diagnostics. The Indiana tie to the global leader in testing blood work and tissue samples. Roche Diagnostics may be based in Switzerland, but Indianapolis playing a key role in its operations. Get to know the man running the show at Roche's North American headquarters in Indy. His journey from growing up in a small Ohio city, why Abe Lincoln inspires him as a leader. And what's next for Roche? President and CEO Brad Moore, my guest this week on the Business and Beyond podcast. There's something to be said about the manufacturing industry in Galleon, Ohio. That small community in northern Ohio producing a big-time leader in healthcare. Brad Moore, the son of a successful Galleon, Ohio banker, now at the helm of Roche Diagnostics North America, based right here in Indianapolis. And I am pleased to be joined on the podcast uh, this week by Brad Moore. Brad is the president and CEO at Roche Diagnostics North America, uh, headquarters uh, here in Indianapolis. Brad, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Gary. How are you doing today? Uh, doing great. Doing great. Lots we can talk about. So much growth in the uh, the Roche footprint, the Im- impact that Roche certainly is having, and much of that impact coming coming right here in Indiana. You've been with Roche since 2016, just took over as CEO uh, January 1, so about nine months into the job. So, so how's it going? Give me, give me the, uh, give me the, the, the lowdown on how things are going at Roche. Yeah, so, so far, so good. Uh, I would say things are going great. Uh, it's been uh, really a, uh, a dramatic, eventful uh, last few years. So, I, I moved over from our diabetes care division to the diagnostics group right in 2020, uh, in the midst of the pandemic. Uh, and so, uh, yeah, that was uh, really a, a, a formative time in a lot of ways and, and has uh, transformed our, our industry. And, uh, you know, we were on a, a tremendous growth trajectory prior to that event, but certainly it has raised the, uh, I would say, the public awareness um, of the role that diagnostics plays in healthcare and uh, really helped to energize, I would say, the entire industry. Brett, talk about, because even though there's such a substantial uh, presence by Roche Diagnostics here in Indiana, obviously Indianapolis, 4,000 plus employees, I don't think a lot of people fully understand the things going on on that that sprawling campus. Give us a thumbnail uh, description of Roche Diagnostics. Again, your North American uh, headquarters here in Indianapolis. And again, I say sprawling. I've watched that literally grow over the years into, into quite a complex. Talk about what goes on there. Yeah, sure. I, I mean, just talking about our footprint, first and foremost, we're 170 plus acres uh, campus, and we've invested uh, about a half a billion uh, in on this campus over the past decade as part of our ongoing growth. So uh, as you said, this is the North America headquarters uh, for our diagnostics group. And uh, diagnostics, if you think about it, is 
really when you have, when you have blood work done, uh, you go to the hospital or uh, tissue that needs to be uh, analyzed. It goes to a laboratory. We provide platforms, you know, across a range of diagnostics uh, areas, really kind of every every part of uh, medicine to healthcare providers uh, to help provide important answers uh, to uh, uh, to clinicians and and to patients uh, to help their care. As I said, you know, we've been here for decades. It, it continues to grow. We saw really accelerated growth uh, throughout the pandemic as we responded to this public health crisis. You know, that was really all all hands on deck uh, in finding ways to uh, uh, to provide important tools. Uh, and so throughout that, uh, you know, this is, uh, I would say, uh, you mentioned 4,000 employees. Uh, you know, we also represent uh, uh, over over three billion in revenue that that we sell each year, and and that also feeds back into uh, into the local economy. Uh, you know, we we spend over 100 million each year uh, with with other Indiana vendors. Uh, so we we feel uh, like we're an important uh, component of the local economy. Brad, you mentioned the pandemic and all hands on deck and. And I remember uh, certainly Roche in the headlines for producing the the uh, the COVID test kits, right? Yeah. And talk about that. You weren't CEO at that time, but you were with the company uh, because a lot of that work, right, was done here in Indianapolis. Talk about what that was like, and I'm sure it was a mission that was beyond business. You know, there was a, it was probably personal for uh, a lot of people as well. Yeah, I mean, we were really proud to have been the first company in the U.S. to get an emergency use authorization for a COVID diagnostic test. So this was uh, our PCR technology, which, uh, you know, a few years ago, no one knew what PCR was, and and now it's a a household term, Uh, but basically a highly accurate test to to be able to diagnose uh, COVID. And so from the point of getting that authorization, then we embarked on uh, some really deep public-private partnerships, working with the the U.S. government, working with healthcare systems uh, and public health systems around the U.S., to then make sure that we could deploy all those tests uh, and provide the access to patients where it was needed most and to equitably uh, do that. So uh, it was an intense time. And from that point forward, then uh, in the coming weeks and months ahead, uh, it was uh, it was really working to expand our capacity and you know create greater numbers of tests uh, to, to help patients and, and the clinicians. Talk about that a little bit more, because I can't imagine the logistics uh, involved. And then obviously the the pandemic was ongoing there, I'm sure, were health concerns and all those kinds of things you had to deal like. What was that? What was like that trying to manage that? (laughs) Uh, You know, one thing uh, I would say is that in a crisis like that, uh, it does create singular focus. You know, we weren't over over the months to expand our manufacturing capacity by eightfold. The tests themselves were being manufactured in a, a plant in, in New Jersey. Uh, and then they would come here to Indianapolis uh, to be uh, distributed uh, around the country. Uh, and so, you know, we were working on all aspects of the supply chain and in some cases, literally chartering planes uh, to get tests uh, where they were needed uh, for the next day. Yeah. Unfortunately, it seems like COVID is kind of rearing its its ugly head again. Are there preparations in the works from a from a testing standpoint, and you know Roche's potential role and and what may or may not happen going forward? 
Absolutely. And I would say, you know, we're, we're in a much different place in terms of our ability to respond uh, as, as an industry, as a, uh, as a country. You know, I think we're, we're prepared uh, and, uh, you know, the, the solutions continue to evolve. So I, I think, uh, you know, as we enter into this endemic phase, now a lot of the focus is around, uh, like we provide a number of combination tests that you can take one test and know if you have flu A, flu B, COVID, or another uh, respiratory uh, uh, illness called RSV. And so quickly being able to diagnose exactly what you might have, and then uh, clinicians being able to guide the right treatment. So, you know, I think the modalities go from in-home to, to, you know, more acute settings. And I think we're in a much better position now. Yeah. In terms of uh, the things that 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 Roche Diagnostics uh, does, I know uh, focused on a number of problematic areas, Alzheimer's, as an example. Talk about that because I know you have some technology and products, and I think I'm just going on memory here. There's maybe a partnership with with Lilly that's involved there. Talk about your work in the Alzheimer's area. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it, it's it's such an exciting space right now because uh, you know, frustratingly. Uh, up to this point, people with dementia and Alzheimer's in particular, there have not been necessarily a therapeutic option for treatment, uh, either to slow down or halt uh, the progression. And so we're now standing at kind of the, the beginning of uh, a new age where uh, there are companies that are coming uh, to market with therapies that are showing uh, efficacy in being able to to slow down that disease progression. And so there's a second generation therapy from Biogen that's coming out. As you mentioned, Eli Lilly has an exciting uh, medicine, which is uh, with the FDA right now for approval. And with that, that now starts to amplify the need to have a timely and effective diagnosis uh, to understand uh, that indeed someone has Alzheimer's and that they can be a candidate perhaps for that therapy. And yeah. so we have been working very hard in this space. We have uh, recently gotten approval for two tests that provide a definitive diagnosis for Alzheimer's uh, that's taken from spinal fluid. But we also see the need for, uh, you know, a more uh, widespread technology that could be taken from uh, from a blood sample. And so that's something that we're actively developing. And to your point, we have partnered with Eli Lilly uh, to develop that test and bring that to market. Uh, hopefully in the very near future, uh, that can help to aid in that speedy uh, and effective uh, diagnostic path for a patient. In your view, and not to overstate it, but can Indianapolis, Indiana broadly, but Indianapolis in this age with so many advances being made in healthcare and biomedicine, biotechnology, all those areas with Roche Diagnostics, with Eli Lilly and company, with Purdue and IU and some of the academic assets, is it is it is it too much of a stretch to say Indiana can become somewhat of a center, a hub, if you will, for this kind of, of research and, and development activity? Yeah, I, I, I think we're we're definitely heading in that direction. And and uh, personally, I feel like the uh, you know the life sciences uh, footprint and uh, environment that we have here is underrated. There's obviously a lot of activity on uh, the east and the west coast in in that regard. Uh, but we have uh, we have a lot going for us, and we have 
really a, a collective environment, I think, which is, uh, you know, on a, on a growth trajectory and it's something we can continue to build on. Yeah. Brett, Brett, as you look, you know, all companies across all sectors are dealing with the talent issue. You know, workforce certainly is is at the top or near the top of most, you know, urgent agenda items, if you will. Uh, talk about your ability to the Roche ability to attract and keep people, the people you need here in uh, here in Indianapolis. Yeah, I think I think we're in a really strong position. Uh, as you mentioned, we, we have we have great, you know, academic uh, uh, feeders uh, that can um, help to, to supply a workforce. We have a lot of development opportunities, internships, uh, early accelerated development programs, both on the business side and also on the technical side. Uh, we support a, a, a large number of our workforces, actually technical engineers that uh, that work you know, here locally and around the country in supporting healthcare systems, uh, keeping their laboratory equipment up and running and, and, and working. So uh, both on the business and on the technical side, you know, we this is um, uh, this is something we invest uh, very much in. We have a tremendous retention rate, well over ninety five percent. And so, uh, you know, I'd say I, you know, I'm very very proud of the talented, uh, committed workforce that we that we have here at Roche, and I think it's a competitive advantage. Partnerships. We mentioned the partnership with Lilly. I believe you have a partnership with IU Health, a fairly substantial partnership there as well. Talk about that and this whole idea of collaborations. You know, as I talk to CEOs and and senior executives at any number of, of firms, they talk about the power many times of collaboration and working with uh, you, you know other organizations. Uh, talk about that uh, that uh, collaboration as part of the vision there at Roche. Sure. Yeah, I mean, obviously, from where we're situated, we work with a number of healthcare systems around uh, the country, uh, but it's also really important to us that we are. Uh, we're investing and focusing on the community in which we live and work, and and so here here in Central Indiana, and so uh, with with IU, we've uh, we've had a couple of different uh, dimensions of uh, great collaboration, and one is working together with them uh, along with uh, some other entities to to form uh, a healthcare equity uh, and access uh, coalition to help to uh, bring better access of care to uh, to patients uh, throughout central Indiana uh, and to and to elevate uh, their health care status so that's been a, a really rewarding uh, activity and then also given the proximity it's a great opportunity we have opportunities both in diagnostics and then also Roche's pharmaceutical arm working with IU in a lot of clinical development programs uh, in areas like Alzheimer's like cardiovascular disease and uh and so forth and oncology yeah what what key Brett, in your in your view what will be key to roche diagnostics continued growth here in particular here in indianapolis and indiana i would say uh there's a there's a couple of things one is that we invest tremendously in r d as a uh, organization so roche as a corporate entity is a top 10 investor in R&D across all industries. Uh, we're the number one uh, investor in, in healthcare uh, and by far the number one investor in R&D for diagnostics. So, you know, we're funneling 
funds into innovations all the time and being able to bring new platforms uh, to advance the standard of care. So for us, that is absolutely a trajectory of growth. The other dimension I would mention specifically here in the U.S., is you know, we work uh, very closely in Capitol Hill with Congress to continue to, uh, to drive the right kind of policies that support the diagnostics industry and the healthcare providers uh, that provide diagnostic solutions to make sure that they have adequate funding uh, to be able to provide these life-saving uh, technologies. Over 70% of, of healthcare decisions are made with, with diagnostic tests, uh, and yet it's only 4% of the, the uh, spending in healthcare yeah. you know, in this country. So we need to make sure that uh, the right reimbursement, the right funding is in place so that, customer, that, so that healthcare providers can continue to provide those solutions. Much more with Brad Moore, the president and CEO of Roche Diagnostics North America. We'll find out a little bit more about Brad's background and his path uh, to Indianapolis. That's when the Business and Beyond podcast returns. Stay with us. At PNC Bank, we're committed to making a difference in the lives of our customers and communities by helping them move forward financially. As a Main Street Bank, we try to do right by our customers with every encounter. Our local teams offer personalized financial advice to help guide you in making the best decision. We're proud to be part of your community. PNC Bank. See how we can make a difference for you at PNC.com. Copyright 2022, the PNC Financial Services Group, Bank. All rights reserved. Welcome back to the Business and Beyond podcast presented by PNC. My guest this week is Brad Moore, the president and CEO of Roche Diagnostics North America, headquartered here in Indianapolis. Uh, and Brad has been with Roche since 2016, but took over as CEO at the first of this year. Brad, talk a little bit about your background, because uh, prior to Roche, you, know, you spent some time with senior in senior executive positions at Johnson & Johnson, Depew Spine, and others. Talk about uh, your path to uh, Indianapolis. Yeah, sure. So uh, originally from from Ohio uh, and uh, coming out of uh, university, I entered into an internship uh, with a, uh, a biotech company that turned into uh, a 30-year career. So wow. uh, yeah. over that time, I uh, spent five years with a startup uh, that was developing an intraoperative uh, detection of cancer uh, technology, then moved to, as you said, J&J, &J, where you know, the majority of that time was um, focused in the orthopedic uh, and spinal implant uh, arena. I uh, actually spent a little bit of time in Warsaw, Indiana during that time. Uh, and then uh, after 18 years, uh, moved into uh, leading the North America region for Roche Diabetes Care, and then ultimately over to, to diagnostics. And, and you, you're you an inventor too, right? You've got three <laughs> three U.S. patents. Tell me about that. Uh, all, all related, uh, it looks like spinal related uh, devices. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I did have an opportunity to help to contribute to uh, some of the ongoing design of, of some spinal uh, solutions. And, and uh, you know, what I found in, 
in orthopedics and spine is it, it's a very tangible, personal kind of um, uh, development process and uh, developing the tools that that could help to affect uh, you know deformities or degenerative conditions. And worked very closely with spine surgeons. Uh, spent a lot of time in cadaver labs, uh, working it with uh, prototypes and um, uh, coming up with some some cool uh, solutions. We talked about growing up in Ohio. What was uh, what uh, what town? What town did you grow up in? I grew up in Galleon, Ohio, which, uh, which small is ta- <laughs> small town. In, uh, small town in northern Ohio. Okay, good. So, what was growing up in Galleon, Ohio, like? Uh, I would say uh, it was a great experience. It was a, a sort of typical uh, small town kind of existence, uh, but uh, wouldn't wouldn't change it for the world. I know you're a big. Uh, Sports guy, right? Played a lot of sports. I did, like uh, like most of my friends. Uh, played football, basketball, tennis. Uh, had an opportunity to play play tennis at Ohio Wesleyan, so had some great uh, great experiences there. Why Ohio Wesleyan? I know you know you you grew up in Ohio. You're a Buckeye, right, uh, by birth. Ohio yeah. State, maybe, but you, you went to a smaller school in Ohio Wesleyan. What what attracted you to that university? <laughs> You know, my my older sister actually uh, started there, and so ah. that that was uh, one one aspect. But uh, uh, you know, I actually started out uh, as a history major that attracted me to that area. Ended up switching over uh, midstream into into international business, but um, uh, really enjoyed uh, my time at, at uh, Ohio Wesleyan. And like I say. That was uh, uh, that was my entree into this industry and and making a connection uh, with a, a great internship. I know your you list your role models as your your dad, who's the president of a small bank, yeah, in Ohio. So you come by the business uh, piece of it naturally, I guess, huh? Yeah, my dad uh, is an interesting story. So uh, he really was a, a self made uh, individual. His his father. Quit school in the depression at age twelve to, to build houses uh, for his career, and my dad uh, worked his way through business school and and ultimately became president and CEO of uh, First Federal Bank of Ohio. Uh, became chairman of the Ohio Bankers League and really was uh, just a terrific uh, terrific story and and inspired me in a lot of ways. Yeah, I'll bet Abraham Lincoln too. I know a lot of people or a fair number of people, but. Abraham Lincoln down. He's one of your, you look at him as one of your role models. Yeah. I, kind of a, yeah, as you say, a, a, a common choice. Uh, but as a, as someone who spent a lot of time with history, I have to say, especially if you ever read uh, Doris Kearns Goodwin's uh, book, Team of Rivals, uh, it, to me, it's it's an incredible story of, of leadership. And, uh, you know, someone with a, a humility, empathy, but also like the the intellectual confidence to surround himself with people who had differing opinions and uh, you know uh, blatantly disagreed with him time and again in in order to create uh, better answers uh, and a better team and you know it, I don't think back then they were talking about inclusion uh, let's say but it, you know he was I think just the the epitome of an inclusive leader. Yeah, and the the character traits you talk about there from Abraham Lincoln, you can certainly translate or transition those into the role as CEO or senior executive of really, you know, any organization. 
For sure. Yeah. I, you know, uh, I'm, I'm not someone who ascribes to history repeating itself. You know, the circumstances are always different. But I think that the the learnings about human behavior and about leadership, uh, yeah, it doesn't matter if you're talking about Marcus Aurelius 2000 years ago or Abraham Lincoln or or someone today, those those lessons uh, endure. Yeah. Looking to the future, innovation, uh, as you mentioned, it will drive uh, the future for Roche Diagnostics and really all all companies. But as you look uh, to the future uh, at Roche, the pipeline, what you see now, what how would you describe where things stand now in that future pipeline at Roche Diagnostics? Yes, yeah, uh, as exciting as it's ever been. Uh, so, you know, we touched on uh, some of the developments in Alzheimer's, which I think are going to make uh, a huge difference for patients. Uh, we have you know, developments in cardiology uh, within heart failure, for instance. We have uh, a cardiac marker that's been around for a while uh, that, that uh, diagnoses heart failure. Uh, but we've recently uh, released uh, a study that showed that when used in a patient protocol post-discharge from, from an acute hospital uh, stay can actually help clinicians quickly find the right dosage of therapy. Uh, it has a demonstrable impact on overall uh, survival rates, uh, as well as reducing uh, return visits to the hospital. So, you know, just a, an incredible advance using a, a marker that we've had for a few years. Uh, there's a lot of exciting things going on in oncology always, you know, certainly on the medicine side, but then on the diagnostic side, our ability to utilize uh, genomic uh, testing, uh, for instance, uh, in being able to, to, you know, find and isolate, you know, specific issues uh, that can then drive accurate therapy selections uh, is, is really helping to change uh, uh, oncology uh, as a whole. So, you know, those are all fields that uh, you know, we see as as super exciting. Yeah, really continue to to invest heavily in those areas. Yeah, before we go, because I want to hit back on the 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 talent thing, because it's such an important issue. As you look at you know that future pipeline, your future needs, what types of employees? Because I think there's you know some people think that you know four year colleges and universities obviously critically important and and you know need need those graduates. But are there opportunities for those those two year associate degrees and community college type of you know stackable kinds of things? What from an education standpoint, what are you looking for in a, in future Roche employees? Yeah, great question. It, it kind of spans the the whole spectrum, uh, and so you know, of course, we have uh, tremendous opportunities for. Uh, you know, people that that uh, have business degrees or a PhD, you know, in uh, in the sciences. Uh, but we also have uh, absolutely opportunities for those who uh, have uh, two-year degrees, you know, uh, trade development uh, across uh, any number of things. Uh, we 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 have um, a large manufacturing uh, site here. For our diabetes uh, test strips, uh, we have a, a, a very large distribution solution here on site as well. And so, you know, those are areas that that um, we absolutely have uh, a full range of, of opportunities. Brad Moore, the uh, president and CEO of Roche Diagnostics North America, such an important 
a part of the Indiana economy, uh, headquartered right here in Indianapolis. Brad, really been a treat uh, catching up with you. Thanks for joining us. I look forward to seeing you soon. Thank you, Gary. Likewise. All right. And thank you for joining us on this episode of the Business and Beyond podcast presented by PNC. It is a weekly conversation with achievers in business, sports, entertainment, and beyond. And you can download all of our episodes and get Indiana Business News 24-7. All you have to do is go to InsideIndianaBusiness.com. I'm Gary Dick. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time.